Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that Edwards reviews to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. Also, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Um, what do you call it, a day and morning? <laughs> yeah, man, we're talking about uh, this disgraceful situation where we celebrate Martin Luther King literally every year. What is it, MLK Day today, they say? What a shame. Hopefully we'll get into that in more detail with Dr. Scott Bradley next hour. But I'm telling you, what a disgrace it is, ladies and gentlemen, big time. Look, MLK Day is a federal holiday held on the third Monday of January. That's today. It celebrates, they say, the life and the achievements of King Jr., they call him an influential American civil rights leader. Ladies and gentlemen, it couldn't be further from the truth. Look, there's evidence of King's communism and his communist connections and his adultery, which literally contradicts his stance as a minister of God preaching virtue in public life. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't understand why anybody would honor Martin Luther King, but even if you say I can understand why the Democrats and the Democratic Party honoring King... Why are conservatives and Republicans honoring Martin Luther King? And a better question, even furthermore, is why would we use taxpayer dollars to pay homage to him? I don't understand it, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, our buddy Cliff Kincaid wrote a great article uh, relating to this over at American Survival Inc. Um, the problem, though, is uh, in King's or, um in Cliff Kincaid's article, he kind of glorifies the, the need to stay in foreign wars, which I'm pretty much against. But uh, it's a great column, nevertheless. But here's the deal. Why does the man of the myth with Martin Luther King still persist, huh? Because Republicans are promoting it. That's why. Where's the challenge, Donald? Let's see. Let's look up Donald Trump, Martin Luther King. Does Trump mention it? Does Trump back it? Does Trump reject it? What's up with that? Anyway, only time will tell. A quick recap of Saturday's show. Yes, we were indeed live Saturday. And Sam sounds off on the reason for and the mission of Liberty Roundtable Live. Mentions our partners and contributors and a whole lot more. A huge, grandiose thanks goes out to all of them. Sam also doubles down in defense of Stuart Rhodes, president and founder of Oath Keepers. You say, Sam, why would you double down in defense of, of Stewart? You know, we, we're getting more evidence that he's probably guilty. He's been arrested, da 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 I know all that. But the only information you get about Stuart Rhodes, ladies and gentlemen, is from the government and the CIA-ran press, which means the government in bed with the press. Is that the information you're going to rely on? 
They literally, um, without probable cause, in my personal opinion, violated his rights. Uh, you all thought Signal was secure because it was, quote, digitally encrypted. Uh, but the government broke that without even blinking an eye and violated private communications, etc. We're only hearing snippets of truth of what uh, Stewart really had to say. And we're going to use the government as our litmus test to say, oh, man, you know, hey, uh, Stewart, there's more damning evidence about him. I'm not buying it, folks. I'm not telling you Stewart's perfect. I don't necessarily always agree with his tactics. But I'm telling you, we better be very careful before we start heave-hoeing patriots overboard. Uh, because all I can tell you is this. Now, they put together a, a bar way too high. I mean, are they going to get a, um, a lawyer like Stuart Rhodes? Are they really going to nail him to the wall on these charges? I doubt it. Uh, why are they arresting him? I don't know. You say, well, man, Sam, that's just further proof. He works for the FBI and everything else. I don't, I don't see it that way. I just don't. There's a lot of political prisoners in prison, folks. And the only people that are really running around free are the people that perpetrated January 6th crimes. So that's very interesting indeed. Anyway, we covered that in detail. I'm defending Stuart Rhodes. I'm, I'm not even necessarily defending what he did or didn't do because I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what he did or didn't do. But I know this. When I watch videos of what happened, who breached the... Um, I'm not sure what to call it, breached the perimeter or caused the trouble January 6th or whatever. Stuart Rhodes was not even among all the folks videoed. He wasn't there at all. So I find that interesting. We also talked about for virus testing. Saliva may be a better option. Literally as Omicron spreads, experts are now calling for a switch to saliva-based tests, saying that they can tell days before the nose test. Believe it or not, the virus appears in your throat. Way before the testing that we currently do has many, many problems now, say experts. Why are they telling us this two years later? Okay. We don't have enough tests because uh, oh, Biden blew it. Uh, and now we say virus tests should be done through the throat, uh, not the nose, because you could tell days earlier. Well, man, that sure would have been nice before we spread it to everybody in about four rounds of coronavirus. And uh, as they claim, you know, 800,000 people dead and everything else. Wow. They should have told us this a couple years ago. CDC now admits cloth masks are not as effective as others. Well, again, why didn't they tell us that a long time ago? We've all known that, but, hey, the CDC has kind of doubled down on their lies for two years on that too, huh? A mask is a mask. Wear a mask. Now they're saying you got to wear tight-fitting masks. Glenn Beck's second bout with COVID, a little disturbing, but Glenn says he's not too concerned. He's having ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and everything else now too, just like Joe Rogan. And uh, Glenn Beck is not vaccinated. So good for Glenn. Sad that he got the code twice. Uh, our pressure with Glenn and his family. A possible COVID benefit, they say. Medical face masks make us more attractive. New study finds. Medical uh, or surgical face masks used to be associated with sickness. Now they say hey, it's making men and women more attractive. These people are really deranged. I'm telling you right now, the psychosis surrounding COVID is just beyond imagination. We also talked about a poll saying U.S. Americans believe that America is facing a mental health crisis. Boy, howdy, are they? The increasing hysteria over the climate change industry just highlights the point. Inflation becomes stagflation, and neither transitory, says Joel Skousen at WorldAffairsBrief.com. 
Stagflation, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is when the real rate of inflation rises to 10, 15, or above percent, and the lower middle class have to cut back on expenditures. And what that does then is slow it all down. It levels off due to lower demand. It's called stagflation. Prices are out of the reach of the average Joe, but yet the average Joe's not spending money. Stagflation. Beware of that. All right, that's a recap of Saturday's show. We turn the news the networks refuse to use, and it all starts now. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, back with us. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you for having me, Sam. It's good to be with you. Uh, before we get to the news of the day that you've got, I want to really mention, though, that literally now they've done studies, and they say people are more attractive with masks on. And uh, the, the propaganda is at an all-time high, Lowell. This is psychotic. They literally lie and deceive and manipulate the public for two years. Then they come back with a study then that even further dishonestly manipulates the truth as they try to railroad masks even to this late date in the game, knowing they're not safe and effective. But people are getting kicked off all kinds of platforms for telling you how bogus masks are. Uh, although we've been right all along, but now they're literally saying, hey, people are more attractive. So if you're on a dating site, what you really want to do is to take your dating picture now with your mask on. I mean, these people have lost their minds, <laughs> lol. Sounds to me like a, 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 they're trying to use some social pressure to get people to wear masks, you know, even though it defies common sense, Sam. The other thing that's funny is, you know, Kurt Cosby was always called that leading the witness, right? <laughs> yeah, leading the witness, yep. <laughs> wow, Lowell Nelson campaign for liberty.org with us, ladies and gentlemen, always doing a phenomenal job. Let's kick it off and let's do it right. Our Supreme Court blocks Biden's vaccine mandate for private businesses, theepictimes.com. That's the good news. The Supreme Court in a 6-3 vote blocked the vaccine mandate for private businesses. That's the good news, right? But decided on a five to four ruling or vote to allow the mandate for health care workers, ladies and gentlemen. So it's a split decision. Uh, Richard Mack predicted the politics of it from the beginning. It's a disaster, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion. And two Donald Trump appointed judges are the ones that betrayed us on this, Lowell. Exactly right, Sam. Um, and I know this is old news. That, uh, they, their opinions were rendered last Thursday. And so I think... Um, Everybody already knows uh, about these decisions, but what I wanted to emphasize was the the fact that uh, uh, you know the court was saying that that uh, if Congress had given OSHA the authority to issue a mandate like this, then they would have backed the OSHA mandate. But because Congress did not give OSHA that authority back in 1970 when they passed the OSA Act, then of course OSHA doesn't have the authority. But but what nobody is asking is who gave Congress the authority to um, to provide uh, such a mandate, right? I mean, all legislation, all rulemaking is done by Congress. Now, your Congress is not supposed to delegate that authority to anyone, even though they have for years, to these alphabet soup agents. Well, let's be very right? clear, ladies and gentlemen. The supreme law of the land, with its checks and balances, said all authority lies with Congress. It doesn't give any authority or direction that they can turn that power over to some other agent on their behalf. Uh, there's no support for that whatsoever if you look at the supreme law of the land. Lowell Nelson with us, campaignforliberty.org in seconds.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live. Ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org with us. We're talking about the Supreme Court case. Win on one hand that, hey, businesses cannot be forced. Barack Hussein. Uh, okay, it's not Barack, it's Joe. I just wonder if Barack's pulling the strings. Nevertheless, uh, Joe Biden, that can't really put two sentences together, uh, literally went ahead and said, yeah, you're going to force businesses for vaccines. The court said no, no authority. But for government health workers, absolutely yes. The problem with that, Lowell? Is, uh, there is no authority vested in the general government to issue such a mandate. See, the states are the ones who empowered this general government. And they listed specifically what authority the general government has, and they did not list labor law or business as some, one of the things that the Congress could regulate or that the general government could, could regulate. That means that neither the Congress nor the president nor the courts can meddle in labor law within the states. Uh, that's per, the purely the, the purview of the states. And so if you look at the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land, that should govern here. And everybody's ignoring that. The Supreme Court is ignoring that in issuing this ruling. What they should have said is that both mandates are not constitutional because the states did not vest that authority in the general government. That's what they should have said. Sam? Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. you got to understand when government money corrupts the system, 
You know what? Everybody said in the Republican Party they wanted to get out of the health care industry, that they wanted to shut down Obamacare, that they wanted to. They want, it's never going to happen with all that money rolling, ladies and gentlemen. That's why the Federal Reserve discussion of Rand and Ron Paul and others who have been speaking out so boldly about the Federal Reserve. Look, there's no end to the shenanigans with the Federal Reserves are rolling. The only way to stop all this is to get rid of the dishonest money in the first place. And you say, well, we can't go back now, Sam. The horse is already out of the barn. Yeah, you can. You can return to honesty anytime, anywhere. It might take a little bit of transition time. I get it. Repentance is hard. But change is always possible. Never forget that reality. And what I'm telling you is, um, you know what? Government money corrupts the system. Always has, always will. Okay? And if we weren't dependent on the government dole, then we wouldn't be. Okay, the states should have health autonomy. The danger in the court's opinion, though, is resting power from the states. And Congress then might think they have the authority to give to OSHA. Of course, they wouldn't have authority because they don't have the rights to violate state sovereignty. They also don't have the right to create OSHA in the first place, a federal government fiasco, a dishonest, unconstitutional program. Okay, they, Congress would wrongfully or unconstitutionally give authority to OSHA to mandate the vaccine, and then in that case, the court would then say, oh, well, then that's okay because Congress said so. Not so fast. As you wisely point out, Lowell, and I want to repeat this because this is really the takeaway from the whole discussion, why is no one asking whether Congress even has the authority to give such permission to OSHA or authority to OSHA? Why are people not really asking that question? Because that's the fundamental question, and I don't hear any Republicans asking it. Well, it's up to us to ask our public servants. They need to know loud and clear what the real issue is. And if they don't hear from us, then they're just going to go blithely on, ignorantly on, and uh, continue their ways. So we need to, 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 to educate them. And if they don't respond appropriately, then we need to replace them. That's the bottom line. Ladies and gentlemen, so that's your marching orders at Liberty Roundtable Live. Not that we give out orders, but, you know, we jokingly, but... You know, directly say, hey, it's your responsibility, ladies and gentlemen, to look at that nuanced court decision and say, hey, good for them on the private side. Shame on the betrayers for the, quote, health care side. They've re- abused us and manipulated things regarding health care recently. Even the conservative judges so long. What is it? Roberts has betrayed us so many times it isn't even funny. But the long and short of it is you need to go to your representatives, though, and say, listen, Congress, you don't have the authority to give OSHA any power at all. OSHA is unconstitutional, and uh, we need to make sure you realize that you do not even have authority. It's danger in the courts, but it's also danger in the Congress. Uh, money corrupts the system, and it's going to be very hard to stop it with that kind of money rolling. That's true on literally every front. Who will save us from this insane tyranny, Lowell? <laughs> Only you, Sam. Only you have the power to save yourself. <clears throat> And by the way, you doesn't mean Sam Bushman. You means each one of us individually, right? (laughs) That's right. Now, Gary D. Barnett made an excellent observation in an article posted at LewRockwell.com on Saturday. He first quoted someone named Carl Gustav Jung. Jung, maybe? Carl Gustav Jung. I don't know this individual. I think you're saying it right. Okay. Anyway, Jung said, quote, in the last analysis, the essential thing is the life of the individual. This alone makes history. Here alone do the great transformations take place. And the whole future, the whole history of the world ultimately springs as a gigantic summation from this hidden source in individuals. End of quote. Now, breaking that down, 
what I think he's saying is that he's talking about the power of one, the power of you, <clears throat> talking to each one of you individually. And I, th this this thought here, this next thought here, doesn't come from Barnett; it comes from me. But but as I read his article, I thought of Jesus Christ, one individual, and what a difference he made for all mankind. And then I thought of Esther <clears throat> in the Bible, uh, one individual. And what a difference that she made for the Jewish people in her kingdom. The list goes on and on, Sam. Now, Barnett, <clears throat> what he, he puts it this way. He says, quote, here we are in an age of fear and excuses, an age of collective madness that strives for the death of the individual. Little do the masses know, as the end of individuality is the end of man. The crowd can destroy us, but the individual can save us. The idea of self, then, is the savior of humanity for all efforts that rely on the masses as a whole to awaken to the idea of freedom <clears throat> will fail, as the mass will never act to free itself until it is too late. End of quote. Now, Sam, that doesn't say a lot <clears throat> for the crowd, for the masses. It really doesn't. But then Barnett writes this, quote, it does not take huge numbers for the fight for freedom to survive and prosper. It takes only a minority of very courageous individuals to turn this side of tyranny. The masses collectively will not win this battle and, in fact, will hamper all efforts due to their indifference. But the few awakened can move mountains. If the few become greater in number, the evil can be defeated. <clears throat> End of quote. Now, who does that remind you of, Sam? That reminds me of Sam Adams, right? He said that uh, it doesn't take a majority to prevail, but an irate, tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the, in the minds of men. That's what Barnett is reminding us of. <clears throat> I, I just love this. And by the way, this. in the vaccine fight, just to be clear, mm -hmm. you know what? We're starting to win this as people realize more and more the dangers and the harm that the vaccines are producing. As people realize that they you know, told us for two years, literally, hey, let us get the vaccines fast-tracked for the first year. Second year, let us go ahead and just shoot everybody up with an experimental trial drug. Um, people kind of went, mm, okay. And, and But now we're looking at it going, hey, the vaccinated are getting us sick and or spreading it just as much as everybody else. People are realizing the narrative was bogus. And now people are starting to push back. And, and the more we push back, the better. But we're seeing a lot of changes from the pushback. If the pushback wasn't so hardcore at the courts, we wouldn't have 80,000 private businesses um, off the hook now, if you will. The tyranny would have been allowed to stand. So it's the pushback that we're giving that's really making the difference here. And let's be clear, a lot of people believe, hey, liberty's already you know done. The goose is cooked. The fat lady's sung. But we're proving that's not true. We're proving that when we push back and that when we get organized and the, when we protest, when we say we're not going to wear masks everywhere, we're not going to do this, we're not going to get vaccinated, we're starting to gain ground here. And it's because Americans are realizing, waking up and deciding to not be silent anymore. This is critical to note on the heels of the very point that Gary Barnett's making, which is, you know what? Who will save us from this insane tyranny? Only you have the power to save yourself. This is where people are standing up. We're seeing evidence all over from the courts uh, to all kinds of venues. Businesses are saying, hey, we're done with this. We're done with the masks. Individuals and families, people are going to church. They're not shutting down churches. People are, okay, we're gaining on it, Lowell. Yeah, absolutely right, Sam. The bottom line, 
an essence of this article is that, that you, uh, meaning each one of us individually, are the ones to stand against this tyranny. Don't look to government to solve a problem. Don't look to, to I mean, it, it's great that the court made that decision and, and freed 84 million um, American workers from the, the coercive pressure of you know, having to take the vax or be tested every week. I mean, that's a win. That's a good thing to celebrate, yeah. But it, 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 you know, we can't just depend on government to solve our problems. We need to, we need to solve them ourselves, Sam. Get her done, is the way the cable guy says it, right? All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, Sam Bushman, this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. A gunman who took four people hostage at a Dallas area synagogue and was killed himself as federal agents stormed the temple was identified Sunday as a British citizen. 44-year-old Malik Faisal Akram held the hostages for roughly 10 hours. In an update, police in the United Kingdom have arrested two teenagers allegedly connected to the hostage-taking. We face the difficulties of today and tomorrow. I still have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed, that all men are created equal. The birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was recognized as a federal holiday in 1983. Today, Americans celebrate the life and legacy of the civil rights leader. Many businesses and institutions around the country will be closed in observance of the national holiday. USA Radio News. Is your business struggling to get clients? Are you looking to save money on your marketing budget? Look no further than BC Media and Associates. BC Media and Associates is a full-service advertising agency that offers the lowest rates possible for primetime radio, TV, OTT, and billboard marketing. Call now to find out how you can get a free week of advertising. 855-959-2288. That's 855-959-2288. BC Media and Associates has over 20 years' experience of helping businesses like yours run successful and profitable marketing campaigns. Whether you're a small local company, regional or national company, the team at BC Media and Associates has the expertise to get the results that your business needs. Call BC Media and Associates today to find out how you can get a free week of advertising. Restrictions apply. 855-959-2288. 855-959-2288. That's 855-959-2288. Or visit them online at bcmediaassociates.com. We have more information from Russia's suspected cyber attacks against Ukraine government computers late last week. Microsoft saying over the weekend dozens of computer systems at an unspecified number of Ukrainian government agencies have been infected with destructive malware disguised as ransomware. Ukraine saying Sunday that Russia was behind a cyber attack that defaced its government websites and alleged that Russia is engaged in an increasing, quote, hybrid war against its neighbor. A statement from the Ministry of Digital Development says all evidence indicates that Russia is behind the cyber attack. Moscow continues to wage a hybrid war and is actively building up its forces in the information and cyber spaces. The attack comes as the threat of a Russian invasion of Ukraine looms and diplomatic talks to resolve the tense standoff appear stalled. From the 
the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau. I'm Jeremy Scott. NFL playoffs over the weekend. Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Kansas City all advance. Tonight, Arizona will play at the Los Angeles Rams. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, everybody else is talking about MLK. I say shut down MLK Day. The guy was a communist. The guy was a pervert. The guy was involved in rapes and all kinds of orgies and everything else. Flat out of step with what we're told about him. The man and the myth still persists, ladies and gentlemen. Understand the Democratic Party might like Martin Luther King, but why the heck are the Republicans and conservatives <laughs> dealing with this guy? Everything that he did really from his communism uh, to his... Uh, Loose sexual morals all contradict his stance as a minister of God. So, anyway, I reject MLK Day. But while everybody else is talking about Martin Luther King, I want to talk about a real patriot. I want to talk about somebody who we ought to, uh, I mean, if we're going to have a day for all kinds of random people, this guy deserves a day. Abraham Clark, ladies and gentlemen. Who is he, you may ask? You're about to find out, Lowell. One of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Now, I was reminded of his story at the Liberty United event on Saturday uh, by Jason Preston, who is running for Congress in the 3rd District here in Utah. He retold the story of Abraham Clark. So I looked it up again last night for myself and decided it is worth retelling. Sam, you know, a good story is like yes, a good it is. song. <laughs> you can hear it over and over again. You still like it. In fact, you like it more every time you hear it. So, and and yeah. ladies and gentlemen, you feel the spirit of liberty, though. This is what changes hearts and minds. When you tell stories that are true and mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost has the ability to touch one's soul, everybody's soul, when given the right opportunities, cry out for liberty. Okay? This gets it done, Lowell. The question Jason asked us before telling this story was very simple. What is the price of freedom? So I ask you here now to consider, while, while you hear this story, consider the question, what is the price of freedom? What are you willing to pay for your liberty? Well, <clears throat> Abraham Clark emerged from his house one day as a redcoat approached on a horse. Dismounting, the rider asked, are you Abraham Clark? Abraham said, I am. The rider said, I have a note from Lord General Howe himself, sir. I'm to await your reply. Well, Abraham tore open the sealed envelope proffered by the writer and read it. By this time, Abraham's wife, Sarah, was by his side. What is it, she asked. Good news and bad, Abraham replied. Adam and Charles are both alive, but both have been captured. The note hints that if I renounce my rebel ways publicly, they will receive far better treatment than common prisoners. What ad- Parenthetically, let me just insert here that what... Uh, Abraham was talking about was when, when he talked about my rebel ways, they were talking about his signature on the Declaration of Independence. <clears throat> okay, back to the story now. Well, Sarah asked the writer, where are they being held? Are they together or apart? Uh, I don't rightly know, madame, the writer said. I suspect they would be held on the prison ship HMS Jersey. Hellhole, spat Sarah. What are you to do, Abraham? Well, Abraham placed a comforting hand on Sarah's shoulder and gently but firmly asked her to go back in the house. Once she was inside, Abraham said to the writer, Here is your reply to Lord General Howe. The cause of independence is bigger and more important than any one man or any two. When I signed the Declaration of Independence, I pledged my sacred honor 
that serve is not for sale, even to the expense of my two eldest sons. If Howe were a man of honor, he wouldn't need any proclamation from me to treat every prisoner of war in a decent, humane manner. Abraham dropped the dispatch to the ground, turned, and reentered his home. As the rider galloped away, Abraham and Sarah embraced each other and just sobbed. Well, Sam, they paid a dear price for liberty. What price are you willing to pay for your liberty, Sam? Oh, man, that's a ser- very serious question. And uh, since I've been attacked by the IRS, the FCC, and the USDA all at the same time, uh, I'm pretty much willing to give quite a bit on the altar of liberty, but obviously nothing like these founders have given. And I uh, am not lost on the fact that this guy's name is Abraham. And I tie that to the biblical Abraham account uh, of sacrificing his son Isaac uh, to the Lord. And I, I just can't believe there's not a lesson there to yeah, understand, very too. Uh, parallel. Lull. Absolutely, Sam. <clears throat> All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sadly, the Clarks paid a dear price for liberty. Sadly, many of the founders gave up a lot for liberty. Uh, not only is the question poignant, purposeful, and ever-present, what are you willing to give on the altar of liberty? But I want to also ask, too, ladies and gentlemen, what are you willing to do for liberty? It's one thing to be forced to give up something. It's another thing to voluntarily or willingly do something, right? There's, there's levels to following Christ. Would you die for Christ? Most people, absolutely. Will you live for Christ? Well, that becomes a harder discussion is what I'm getting at. And so when you look at, hey, what would you do for liberty? A lot of people, when confronted with a forced choice such as the Clarks, you know, they'll stand tall for liberty. But the difference of one saying, hey, any man or two man, you know, liberty is more important than those. You got to say this. What about when he signed the Declaration of Independence? That was a different deal than being forced later. Uh, because that was an agency, that was a choice, and the consequences follow, right? Uh, but I say do what is right, let the consequence follow. I say we've got to start to stand up as the Founding Fathers did um, and, and, and engage in willing personal sacrifice by taking action. Well, that's a whole nother level here that I think we, we ought to remember as well because Abraham did both. Abraham Clark did both. Are we willing to do both? Well, that's a great point, Sam. I totally endorse that thought as well. We can't just say, okay, I'll die for liberty. We need to live for liberty. And by that, I mean we need to take actions every day in the sacred cause of liberty, whether it's calling your, your, your public servants, helping them understand uh, where you, you know, your position on an issue, whether it's running for city council, running for a seat on the local school board uh, to uh, get rid of uh, critical race theory and and uh, and sexual education in the schools that, that perverts and corrupts the minds of our youth. Uh, whether it's running for a county commissioner or even a, a state legislature position, I mean, these are the ways. Uh, or, or if you're a mother teaching your children the proper role of government, I mean, that is one of the most important things you can do in the sacred cause of liberty is to raise righteous uh, children. Uh, who understand the rule, the, the proper role of government, who are not willing to steal from each other, 
to satisfy their wants. I mean, that that's that. I mean, there's so many important things that you can do in the cause of liberty, and we we in other words, you can't just talk about it. We must be doers of the word as 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 well. And so, I think that's the point you're making, Sam. Very good point. Absolutely, and one person who was um, willing to live for liberty, besides, of course, Abraham and Sarah Clark, wonderful patriot examples to look to, no question. Uh, real role models, ladies and gentlemen, a whole lot different than the old Martin Luther King lie. By the way, that wasn't even his real name. Did you know that? His name was Michael, just so you guys know. Okay, <laughs> all the lies right from his name on down seem to permeate our society, but we live for the sacred cause of liberty. You know, one man who has done so is Ron Paul like or dislike any of his politics i happen to love them and agree with him on almost everything uh but this guy was willing to live for liberty in congress in my mind in modern day what a hero one of the least compromised people to ever sit there in our lifetimes and beyond um this guy's a patriot's patriot and even after he got out of congress even after he retired as a physician he's still been doubling down for the sacred cause of liberty uh to the best i mean he's is is he older than donald trump uh, anyway they're yeah. close right He's older, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Okay, and but he still uh, takes his time, spends his days in this sacred cause. There's a man who lives for liberty, Lowell. He, he writes this. He says, we need a revolution. And you ask yourself, what? Ron Paul's calling for a revolution? What? Well, he's not talking about a violent revolution, but a peaceful revolution of ideas. He wrote this in his column last week, Sam. This revolution aims to replace the authoritarian interventionist ideology that dominates both the left and right wings of the ruling class. To replace them with the ideas of liberty. Such a revolution would restore respect for individual liberty, constitutional government, free markets, a non-interventionist foreign policy, and sound money. The revolution of ideas would resolve social conflicts by getting the government out of social issues and instead allowing private property owners to, for example, decide who can and cannot use which restroom on their property. It would also restore control over education to parents. The goal is to respect the rights of each individual to live their lives as they choose as long as they do not violate the rights of others to do the same. A free market with a sound currency would release lower-income Americans from the Federal Reserve's inflation tax, as well as provide them with expanded economic opportunities. The growing economy would reduce tensions between races and lead Americans to view immigrants as an asset rather than a burden. Wonderful column, Sam, talking about peace, prosperity, and liberty. Sam? We need a revolution, ladies and gentlemen, and I understand that's a little different than the words I use for the greatest restoration. But you know what? Really, if we talk about a peaceful revolution and a restoration, it's the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. Can we return to what made America great? I think we can. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. 
I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we um, go fishing? It's very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song and will you listen to Our it? next oldest daughter came to me with tears in her eyes and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing My up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at and I'll go into my office after the bell has rung and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about and you. And I think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. and He came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family, isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. On your radio, ladies and gentlemen, rejecting Martin Luther King Day, standing for the sacred cause of Liberty Day. Will you die for the sacred cause of liberty? Are you willing to live for the sacred cause of liberty? Abraham Clark, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, certainly was. And amen to him and a kudos to him and his dear wife, who was just as bold, just as dedicated, just as committed as her dear husband. Ladies and gentlemen, we need a revolution, says Ron Paul. You're going, what? He's talking about a peaceful revolution of ideas, how to take back America, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Great, great work by Ron Paul. His life has been dedicated to liberty, and, man, he's done an honorable job uh, in doing so. All right, with a final segment, ladies and gentlemen, we never have enough time with Lowell, by the way. Great work. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Spread the word. Uh, you know, get a hold of your state directors in uh, Campaign for Liberty and get involved because they just do a phenomenal job holding to the line. By the way, a Campaign for Liberty is an outgrowth of Ron Paul's dedication to the sacred cause of liberty. And just think of how many people are involved now across the country tirelessly working to preserve your God-given inalienable rights to protect God, family, and country. Anyway, in the final segment, there's two articles or two stories or whatever you want to call them that I want to discuss. They're really uh, similarly minded, if you will. First one comes from a John Birch Society email. Well, H.R. 5746 says the major federal election takeover bill, the power grab by the federal government, they want to take away from the states the power to conduct elections. They want to be the ones to dictate how states conduct elections. It's called the Freedom to Vote Act, or the, the Freedom to Vote John R. Lewis Act. Uh, it's, again, H.R. 5746. The U.S. House approved this bill last week on a 220 to 203 vote. And the U.S. Senate is expected to vote on it today or tomorrow, most likely tomorrow. And um, so this is an action item that I hope our listeners uh, will write down and do today. And that's the call 
your U.S. senators and politely but firmly insist that they oppose this bill, this H.R. 5746, H.R. 5746, and, and, and any other bill that undermines election integrity. This bill, among other things, would do the following. Force each state to provide automatic voter registration for everyone with a driver's license. Require states to provide online voter registration, same-day voter registration, and to provide at least 15 consecutive days of early voting, including both weekends. Make vote by mail nationwide policy. Make ballot drop boxes nationwide policy. Weaken states' abilities to clean up their voter rolls. Uh, and, and limit state legislatures from redrawing congressional districts as they see fit. Wow. Establish a preclearance process that forces the states to gain permission from the U.S. Department of Justice before implementing any change in their election laws? That's what this bill would do. It's a, it's a power grab by the Congress, by the general government. It would undermine, erode even further the authority of the states. Folks, we must not let this happen. So please call your U.S. senators today and ask them politely but firmly insist that they oppose this bill, this H.R. 5746, and any other bill that undermines election integrity. Sam? This is kind of where we're saying, are you willing to live for the sacred cause of liberty, ladies and gentlemen? We're asking for how long will it take for you to call Congress 202-224-3121 and literally talk to them and say, hey, you know what? I need you to stand against this bill, okay? I really need you to jettison H.R. 5746, Okay, there would be a loss of freedom in this freedom to vote. They always name these things. Uh, you know, the Patriot Act isn't very patriotic, for instance, kind of thing. We've got to stand up. This is where, how long would it take? Five minutes to call your senator? Call your congressman? I know Congress has already passed it, so you say, well, why call your congressman or whatever else? Uh, but because, ladies and gentlemen, they can still put pressure. They still meet together behind the scenes. Uh, so we've got to put pressure everywhere we can. And I'm telling you, the more pressure we put, the greater chance we have for success. We're talking about five minutes to make this phone call, and so we're saying to you, will you live for the sacred cause of liberty? We can do more, though, Lowell. And even though there are bad voting bills going on, there are great efforts of people doing just the opposite. The real goal to restore uh, voting integrity and liberty uh, is on the offing as well. So you got to, one, reject one bill and spend a little bit of time rejecting it, but then you got to spend, as we mentioned, will you live for liberty? Will you spend a little bit of your time in the right efforts as a contrast to the wrong efforts. So it's one thing to say, well, I agree that, you know, we don't want bad bills. It's another to push to reject the bad bills. It's even further than to spend your time advocating for and working towards the right things, Lol. And one of those right things is happening right now in Utah, efforts to eliminate vote-by-mail in Utah via initiative petition. Those efforts are underway even as we speak. The petitions have been printed and registered voters throughout Utah now may sign that petition in person. Can't sign it electronically. You gotta sign it in person on a packet that you get from securevoteutah.org because those are produced according to state code and they're sequentially numbered, they're serialized. And in those packets, you can submit your name and contact information, um, and, uh, and and that's how your name gets counted as a supporter of this initiative petition. 
Now, if you haven't, if you don't know where to find a petition to sign, then go to securevoteutah.org. I'm talking just to people in Utah now. Securevoteutah.org, and give us your name and contact information. We will see that a petition carrier contacts you. We also devote a web page on this site to businesses that have agreed to host a petition that you can sign. So we're doing everything we can to connect people who want to sign with people who have a petition to sign. And so now this proposed law, Sam, makes 25 changes to existing law. And you can read all 525 at org. But I'm thinking that we could just cover maybe the first few changes today in hopes of inspiring citizens in other states to take responsibility for their for election integrity in their states as well. We need to eliminate these chain of custody issues, eliminate the computers and other electronic counting machines. We need to return, folks, to proven methods that ensure fair elections and that increase voter confidence in the election process. You know, one of the big things that Democrats were saying was that, well, we, we, we don't like these laws that people are trying to enact because they suppress the vote. Well, I'll tell you what suppresses the vote. It is the lack of confidence in the election process. Now, if we restore fairness, transparency and to the election process so that confidence, so the voters have confidence in it, that will do more than anything to increase voter turnout. Because why would you cast a vote if you didn't think it mattered, right? You only cast a vote if you think your vote matters. And so that's why we need to eliminate the vote by mail, eliminate the chain of custody issues, and so forth. So here's one change that this, this proposal makes here in Utah. It says voters must register 30 days before the election. Well, this gives time for election officials to verify that, that the person applying for registration to vote is actually a resident. And it gives them time to prepare the voter roll for each precinct in the state because the, 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 the elections are done by precinct and their votes are counted in each precinct. In the state, we have over 2,000 precincts in the state of Utah, and instead of centralizing the vote counting at a county clerk's office, we're saying let's spread that out and count the vote in every single precinct in the state. That's the first change, Sam. So let me show the contradiction really quick. H.R. 5746 says let's vote way early. Mm -hmm. The securevoteutah.org effort says no let's make sure the registrations are legitimate early but let's not have anybody vote early at all Mm -hmm. let's have everybody vote in a way that's clear transparent and countable see the the uh, opposition there the difference ladies and gentlemen of what we're advocating for go ahead Lowell. thank you and um the the we do provide for absentee voting for those who cannot vote in person but that is a key change here that we're proposing. We want people to vote on election day in person. Now, if you right, if you if you can't be there, then you simply uh, request an absentee ballot. And you can and then the county clerk will send to you an absentee ballot. You cast your ballot, mail it back to the county clerk, and then the county clerk will distribute your ballot to your precinct on the day of the vote on election day for counting and so that your neighbors the voluntary election judges in your precinct who are conducting the election and counting the ballots they will actually count your absentee ballot along with all of the others which are cast in person 
And, and you're exactly right, Sam. This is very different from what HR 5746 proposes, that what Congress is saying that we need to allow for two weeks of voting, you know, and we're, we want to mandate, make a national policy that all voting be done by mail. Well, those, those, that introduces huge chain of custody issues, as can be seen simply by looking at what happened in the 2020 general election. So the second point is that back to the Utah proposal here, that in the initiative proposed law here, second point is voters must produce Utah-issued photo ID to register to vote. And ditto when a vote cat, voter cast his ballot, right? So you need an ID in order to, to participate. It only makes sense. Um, number three, those absentee voters must provide an affidavit explaining why they cannot vote in their precinct on election day, right? You can't just ask for it. You've got to have a good reason. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then number four, drop boxes no longer permitted for the mailed ballot. In other words, we don't want drop boxes just sitting there unattended. And, and, and easy prey for, for stuffing, you know, ballots in there. And, and the last point I'll just make, and I'm just covering the first five of the 25 changes here today, but absentee ballots must be returned with a copy of photo ID uh, before uh, the, you know, uh, the election, you know, be postmarked on Friday before the election day, which is always on a Tuesday. The same linkage to photo ID that occurs at polls must be maintained with the ballots that will still be mailed in. So even if, in other words, you have photo ID to vote in person, and if you're going to vote absentee, then you provide photo ID with the absentee ballot. It just makes sense. It just makes sense because it reduces chain of custody issues. A vote, see a ballot on the coffee table at home? That's not a secret ballot. <laughs> so anyway, these are just, this is a sample, Sam, of the changes that this proposal here in Utah is making, and, and, and hopefully it will be inspiring to citizens of other states to do similar things in the, in the cause of election integrity. Sam? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. These, these two um, efforts could not be more contrasting. H.R. 5746, do everything you can. Call your congressmen and senators to reject it. SecureVoteUtah.org. We hope to inspire citizens in Utah to jump aboard and citizens in other states to take responsibility for their election integrity. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to eliminate all these chain of custody issues, these computers and all these things that literally make people lose confidence in the election process. We've got to restore that confidence, ladies and gentlemen, and transparency and accountability will do just that. Thanks for being alongside for the ride for Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for January the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2022. 
This is our two of two. And the goal always, ladies and gentlemen, is to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property to restore the republic in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have a democracy. We don't have a democratic republic. We have a constitutional republic. That means checks and balances and God's law at the center of our wonderful, great country. We're losing it, folks. That's the reality check. We can get it back, but there's only one way. That's pure application of the principles that made it great in the first place. Couldn't do it again. Anything else will not work, ladies and gentlemen. Winter storm slams East Coast. Leaves uh, Summersing about a million without power now. Winter, winter storm impacts East Coast. Thousands of people suffering. Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia issue all kinds of states of emergencies. They say that um, winter storm pushes north after bringing snow to the south, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I want to really just say one thing about this before we move on. Empty shelves and about a million without power. This is serious business, ladies and gentlemen. And you kind of say, well, what's it all that? Sam? Look, I get the reality check on this, ladies and gentlemen. When we disobey God's laws, you're going to have all kinds of gnarly natural disasters to stir people up in remembrance of their God. It's a love offering by God Almighty to say, hey, it can get a lot worse, folks, if you don't obey. Reminder, reminder, turn to me. Remember, remember. Dr. Bradley, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Here on Monday morning, your bumper music and your enthusiastic uh, introduction to everything and every bit of the day. Uh, we often talk about some challenging things, but we hope we bring some ideas that, uh, that might help turn our hearts in the right direction. You know, it's interesting. You talk about the empty shelves and some of the natural disasters, you know, the tsunamis and the volcanoes and all that kind of stuff in the South Pacific. But, you know, it's interesting. I I don't know. I've been watching these, these uh, shelves being emptied, and, uh, and I've said so often, as I go through their preparedness for a Soviet-style economy. And uh, this Great Reset thing is all tied into it. It's like they're taking full advantage of everything to tighten the screws everywhere they turn and just make humanity more miserable and, and more like, you know, the, the Soviet-style economy it was. You know, I, I've <coughs> I wish there were time to tell you some stories about one of my good friends, but I haven't seen him for a few years, and he's probably passed away because he'd be 100 years old this year. But uh, he escaped from Germany uh, when they started to, you know, tighten the screws and, and not let people out of East Germany and, and East Berlin and everything like that. He and his wife, and they had a, a child in a baby buggy. They couldn't take their uh, clothing or anything other than what they could layer their clothes on as they came across the border. No suitcases, that would have given them away. Anyway, he told me about, he kept in touch when the, when the uh, opportunity became available with a, uh, a friend of his that he had grown up as a childhood friend. And uh, he'd, he'd say to him, you know, because my friend was, was here in the United States, he was a tool and die guy, and they make pretty good money. Anyway, he'd, he'd write to his friend, he'd say, is there anything I can send you? Is there anything you need? And... Uh, the friend went, well, no, not really. But if you do have a little bag of nails, that would be nice. They didn't even have nails. 
But anyway, when the wall supposedly came down and all that kind of stuff happened, he brought his friend and his friend's wife over, and here they were, you know, in their their uh, their twilight years, if you will. And uh, my friend <laughs> was really into big cars, big American cars. I mean, my goodness, Cadillacs and Continentals and everything. Anyway, the, the, his friend that came from East Germany says, whoa, how long did you have to wait to get a car? He's like, you want to go buy one today? We can go buy one today. Oh, no, that's not true. So he took him down on, on in uh, Salt Lake City on South State. There's about a bazillion big car malls, if you will. Went down there, and he says, "If we," the, the guy says, no, 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 these are just for show. He says, no, we'll go in a, a showroom, and, and the, the vultures will descend on you and try and start selling you a car. Anyway, they had that experience, and what the these Germans had experienced was shortage, and, and, and everything was in tight supply. Anyway, so at one point, uh, they took his wife, my friend and his wife took his friend and his wife, into a, a supermarket, and as the woman walked in the store for the first time, she stood in the entryway and just started to sob. And she stood there sobbing, saying, they lied to us. They lied to us. They said you were starving, and and capitalism and the free market are failures, and we are so lucky to have the Soviet style. But all they had known since World War II had been shortage. And, and, you know, our empty shelves are kind of a reflection of that. And I just have to sometimes say to people, holy cow, do you know where we're going? Do you know what we're giving up? So that we can have this new socialist view, viewpoint. And, and, and most people have never even conceived of the idea. You couldn't go to the store and buy whatever your heart desired any time. But that's what it, the reality has been under the communistic regime. I don't care what they call it, democratic socialism or, or just, you know, some kind of, I don't know, light communism. It's all poison. Yeah, they and want you to all. believe somehow that there's different flavors of communism or different flavors of socialism. Some are bad like the Nazis, but some are just fantastic. Um, but it's all a big old lie, as Dr. Indeed. Bradley mentioned. And another huge lie is this Martin Luther King Day. It's a federal holiday, ladies and gentlemen, held on the third Monday of January. It celebrates the so supposed or so-called achievements of Martin Luther King Jr. But you know what? Michael's his real name. You're lied to about this guy forever. Okay, we say that he was an influential American civil rights leader. Um, they acted like he was a Christian, a reverend. Shame on MLK Day. Evidence of King's communism, speaking of communism, and his communist connections, along with his adultery, ladies and gentlemen, clearly contradict his stance as a minister and his, quote, preaching virtue in public life, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't teach of God. That's a lie. Uh, and really, um, the good news is more and more information about Martin Luther King is coming out. People are starting to learn the truth about him. Uh, but we celebrate this day and celebrate the communism that he helped bring to America. Dr. Bradley. You know, this is this day is a real enigma to be on so many levels. Um, you know, we, we have people like George Washington who we used to commemorate his birth on a, you know, uh, annual basis when 
when George, you know, there was a uh, George Washington, you know, Washington Day, and uh, you know, if if you say, well, <laughs> well, we still got a President's Day, you know, it's kind of like okay, so we put Bill Clinton and George Bush and and you know all the likes of all these other lessers that uh, and and lump, lump them in with the George Washington. I'm sure grateful uh, y'all gonna think of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was that is he in your studio, Sam? I don't know. I'm anyway. just so grateful you guys are thinking of me. I knew I'd make a place in history. I just well, knew he it. does have a I place in it. history, and and uh, his dalliance, uh, his licentious amours, his giving away of the U.S. defense uh, secrets, his uh, selling of the <laughs> White <laughs> House. I mean, go no on. No different on. than anyway. Martin Luther King, though. Really, by the way, just they had well, their own uh, kind of circumstantial flavors, but. Hey, kind of same deal. It's really important to understand, too, that now they've discovered that Jeffrey Epstein repeatedly visited the Clinton White House. He brought numerous women with him. Ryan Saavedra and the Daily Mail brought this to my attention. And uh, unearthed visitor logs from the White House showed that Epstein visited the White House 17 times during Clinton's full first term in office alone. So see, we're we're seeing the truth come out, but no one's going to do anything about it. Now, now here's the thing, though, Sam. You said he visited alone. That means that in the first term, he came that many times. We don't know how many came in the second term. But That's it, right. as you inferred, he was not alone many of the times in terms of his accompaniment. I never uh, like to I be don't alone. know how many young girls he brought in, you know. But, but no, this Martin Luther King thing is a real enigma, and— uh, and, you know, you bring up the adultery. I mean, I've heard uh, uh, people say as high as in his last week before his assassination, he had uh, been with seven different women. Uh, I mean, but, but the fact of the matter is he did say, you know, he, he looked forward to the day that his children would not be judged by the color of their skin but their character. And, and the race baiters of the day, I, I think, are discounting that completely. They've made race the sole uh, judgment factor they have uh, they're basically if you're white you're a racist uh, this woke crowd wants to uh, basically um, discount anything unless it has a black color on it I mean the commercials that are coming out the TV programs everything else like that the the media everybody is responding to this wokeness but I'll just give you an example of what happened when Martin Luther King Day was first brought forward at the university where I was an administrator. Uh, they said, oh, we're going we're gonna to alternate, you know, giving, you know, they, they would have a holiday on Martin Luther King Day or on, on the President's Day. Ten straight years they went Martin Luther King Day. They thought nobody was watching. So it's interesting how... They've completely biased it that way. And then plus Black History Month. They would Lies Exposed on Liberty Roundtable Live continues. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans 
is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Dr. Bradley, I just want you to know that my wife's engineering a comeback. Yes, she is. She's going to come back in 24. Many people are predicting a Donald Trump-Hillary Clinton rematch. This time we're going to have honesty in the elections. We're going to get her done. I'm telling you right now, Hillary's coming back, and she's going to be running in 24. Doctor? Well, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel again, and uh, and that's what's really astounding to me is the the Democratic Party is basically on life support, it seems to me. They've got the new young Turks, if you will, that are coming up that are, un uh, I don't know, they, they don't even try to hide the idea that they have fully embraced the socialist perspectives and their influence in on Biden, because I don't know as he really has an opinion of his own anymore uh, because of his... Uh, declining mental cognitive state, but uh, but the point of the matter is that, that uh, they know they can't run a lot of these people. I mean, you look at Kamala. When she was in the uh, crowded bevy of beauties that were running for the uh, the presidency and they, they had their debates, I mean, I don't know if she ever got into the single digits. It was probably below a single digit in terms of her popularity, even among the Democrats. And and they so they put this um, old workhorse uh, Joe Biden that everybody knew and thought oh yeah he's a Democrat he's been a Democrat all his life they put him in even despite the fact that nobody liked him nobody wanted him and he he couldn't campaign he he didn't have any cognitive ability to even carry on a full conversation and um, and then they put Kamala in there because uh, they needed to play the race card and the and the gender card. And, and so they're on life support. And if so, so they try and bring back Hillary because of her supposed popularity. I mean, my gracious, uh, you, you talk about tempting fate again with cognitive disability. It is absolutely astounding where they think they're going to take this again. They don't have anybody to run. I mean, they'll claim they do, but reality would say, mm, I don't think that's a very wise choice either. So yeah, we've we've, <laughs> but 
I I just am sick to death of the politics of the of the time. I mean, but you know what? Though, if we put up a Trump and they put up a Hillary and they commit vote fraud again, Hillary will win. Well, that's the problem, and, and as you well know, they're pressing forward with their new voter uh, law that that basically will will canonize, if you will, the conditions that brought about the 2020 election with the opportunity for theft and corruption and uh, and election fraud. I mean, the, and and we've talked about this a little before, but the the founding fathers intended for the states to run. There, the, all the elections, and there was a, a slight opportunity that was, I mean, it's not slight, it was a real, uh, uh, it was very real, it's in the Constitution, but their inference that the feds could be involved in the elections, if you, if you look at Article 1, Section 4, the, uh, it gives this, the general government the opportunity to intervene, and that was because there was a very strong probability, not just possibility, but probability in the beginning days of the republic that uh, there may be states that say, you know what, we, uh, we're not so interested in sending somebody to, to represent in the, the you know, general headquarters. Uh, you know, we're not so sold on this idea. So th- there was an opportunity for the general government to say, no, you've got to have an election and send us a congressman, okay? But everything that has happened all along the line, you know, the 1965 Voters uh, Act and the, all of the amendments that have happened have been an intervention of the general government in the election process. And, and what they're trying to do is re-implement the 1965 Voter Act on steroids, and they'll include all of the things like, uh, you know, the uh, automated uh, voting process, the, the vote-gathering places, the, uh, you know, f- the fact that everybody gets to do it by mail and, Somebody can aggregate those, and uh, it's, it's just a disaster. And that's what they're ready, ready to vote on, and they're going to do it, I think, maybe tomorrow. There's some talk about it being tomorrow. But but at any rate, that's where they, they're going with this. If they put this. that in place and, and, and my wife runs in 24, I'll be excited to be the first, first man. And I'm telling you right now, I'll invite all the Senate wives to a dinner. I'll host it. It'll be phenomenal. It'll just be incredible. It'll be the first time in history. Well, there's a man that uh, has been has had credible, credible um, accusations of rape put against him that uh, sat at that office. We have a tra- yeah, but Hillary says the Me Too movement doesn't apply because all them women were adults. Uh, oh, that's okay. So fine. <laughs> here's the, here's the deal. We have a train of lessers that have sat in that office. And it's very, very disheartening to me to think that uh, some of the great noble statesmen that once sat in that office, now we're, we're just, a, it's a conglomerate. You know, we're coming back a little bit to the Martin Luther King Day, I guess. But, you know, the President's Day that almost nobody recognizes, the big celebration is on Martin Luther King Day. But it's an enigma because, uh, you know, there's, there's so many inconsistencies in that icon that they've put up. And even those that are very much race baiters are having to discount his statements about my kids will be judged not by the color of their skin but their character. Uh, it's it's like what the heck is going on? This this country doesn't even 
have a mind anymore, it seems well, like. Well, the problem it? is we need to double down if they're going to talk about character and talk about the true character of a Martin Luther King, his dishonesty, his communist ties and funding, his communist connections, uh, his involvement with communist leaders in the Communist USA Party, uh, his literal perverted sexual behavior that was out of um, line with everything that he said. You know, he would basically preach peace, supposedly, but yet he'd then create violence uh, in his wake over and over and over and over. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. The Democrats, it seems like that makes sense why they would double down in defense of, of a shameful character like that. But you, you know what? We can understand the Democratic Party may be honoring King. They love Ocasio-Cortez and Biden and Clinton and Bernie Sanders and all these whacked-out hippie crazies. But you know what? The Republican Party. Why are conservatives and Republicans doubling down in defense of Martin Luther King? And why are taxpayers forced to pay homage to this guy? That's well, what shocks me a little bit, Doctor. Well, it, it does indeed. And, and here's uh, – <laughs> there's just this worshiping at the altar of, of trying to be accepting of, of the color of the skin. And it's like, you know, you look at Kwanzaa, for example. It's a phony created in the 1960s commemoration of something that was never out of Africa. It was created by a guy that um, there was a convicted criminal, a guy that was into torture, that was a, oh, a competitor, if you will, with the Black Panthers. And uh, it's created on a, a kind of a collectivist viewpoint. And, and people are falling all over themselves to make it, uh, you know, this, oh, wow, we're so accepting of this. No, it, it, the, look at the origins of this stuff, people. And, and uh, there's this glossing that happens, this buffing and polishing and, and this twisting and this spinning of the narrative. And, and we, we look at this and say, wow, uh, where, wh where did this come from in America? We, we jettison people like George Washington and, uh, and are supposedly commemorating a Bill Clinton along on that President's Day when it is recognized, which is very rare anymore. As I said, at the university uh, that I spent so many years at, they had 10 straight years of recognizing the holiday of Martin Luther King when they told us up front they were going to alternate between presidents and MLK, and they never did. They never did. The Utah legislature, for example, changed its start date from what was constitutionally required to the day after Martin Luther King Day so that they could, uh, they could have everybody commemorating that. Now, of course, for several years before they did that, they had a big MLK uh, on the floor of the legislature commemoration. And it's like, good heavens. Now, I don't begrudge people feeling good about their music and their culture and everything like that. But to make this a centerpiece of our worship, it's kind of an interesting spin to me that I find kind of an enigma, like I said, when we started this conversation. Well, so I wonder why the Republicans and the conservatives are doubling down in defense of this, ladies and gentlemen. That's really a serious, serious question. But you know what? The man of the myth persists. And really what you've got is you've got the government-driven media, CIA-owned driven media, uh, is really the deal. So you've got to ask the question, is the government engaging in psychological warfare? Okay? WorldNet Daily and others are writing articles about this point. But look, psychological warfare, ladies and gentlemen, is the use of propaganda threats and other psychological techniques to mislead 
intimidate, demoralize, and otherwise influence the thinking or behavior of an opponent. Is that terrorism? Is your government in bed with the media and engaged in terrorism? We'll talk about that coming up with Dr. Bradley in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Tsunami waves rolled ashore Saturday along the west coast of the United States after the powerful eruption of an undersea volcano near the Tonga Islands in the Pacific Ocean. Meteorologists reported one to three foot waves generating minor flooding. Some Alaska residents reported hearing a sonic boom roughly seven hours after the volcano erupted. A pressure wave traveled 5,820 miles from Tonga to Anchorage at a speed of 830 miles an hour. Born on this day in 1929, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is also known as Days of Service. MLK Day of Service is intended to empower individuals, strengthen communities, bridge barriers, create solutions to social problems, and move us closer to Dr. King's vision of a beloved community. Let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. USA Radio News. Cars that sound like this. Trust Pennzoil Synthetics to protect their engines in extreme conditions. Top racing teams know that Pennzoil Synthetics give them the performance to help them succeed. And your car's engine deserves the same. Because your daily commute is no less important. Get complete protection for top engine performance, just like the pros. Visit Pennzoil.com slash rebate to save on Pennzoil Synthetics. Terms apply. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special, deep discounts on all MyPillow products, like the buy one, get one free special on Giza Dream Sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty. Call 1-800-951-8175 or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special. Use my promo code USA. Tornadoes spawned by a powerful winter storm moving across the south destroyed and damaged dozens of homes in the Fort Myers, Florida area overnight. One of these tornadoes, an EF2, destroyed 28 homes and damaged 62 so severely that they were unlivable, the Lee County government said in a press conference. Up to 200 people were forced out of their homes due to the damage. Winter storm warnings and winter weather advisories have been announced across much of the northeast for today. Charles McGee, a Tuskegee airman who flew 409 fighter combat missions over three wars and later helped bring attention to black pilots who battled racism at home to fight for freedom abroad, died Sunday. He was 102. Tuskegee airmen are black pilots, mechanics, and support people who, when our country declared war against Hitler, came forward and... uh, dispelled the biases and generalizations that because of the color of our skin, we couldn't support our country in a technical area. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Dr. Scott Bradley is live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. His lifelong goal to preserve the nation, thus his collegiate series on the topic, available at Freedom's. RisingSun.com, ladies and gentlemen. That's Freedoms. RisingSun.com, ladies and gentlemen. 
Now, the real question is this. Is the government, or I should say, are the government and the media engaging in psychological warfare, really a terrorist act against the people? I say they are, Dr. Bradley. What they're doing is literally uh, they're spinning an agenda with a it's it's more than a narrative it is a script about the belief systems that they want us to have and it, it honestly it it happens in the public education it's it's a tragic situation where uh, i mean i think back when i was a child we got uh, uh, a little rag i guess i'll call it it was a little folder and on cheap newspaper um, type paper every week it was called the weekly reader and it was a propaganda organ for the United Nations, largely. Oh, there were little fluffy stories in there about the hope someday of flying cars or whatever. But, but literally, it was to promote the basically the agenda of the United Nations. And I remember getting that every every week in class. I mean, it was it was very nominally priced, and if you didn't, you know, your family didn't pay the thirty-five cents a year or whatever it was to get it. Uh, you were left out when the when the class reviewed it. We have had these propagandizations going on in this country for so long now. You know, our last great hope, whether it's the United Nations or some political philosophy of this day, or some spin of agendas, it it is just astonishing to me. Americans just need to learn how to connect the dots and be able to reject the phenomenon that's being promoted constantly and say, wait, wait, wait. The real truth on this thing is this. But there are so few that are promoting the truth. I mean, you know, your radio program, I know, attempts to bring things up that the most of the media is completely ignored. But but good grief. Uh, if it wasn't said by Walter Cronkite or Dan Blather or, or Peter Jennings or whoever, over the over the years, most Americans have considered it to not be part of what the truth is. And so, yeah, you're right. The mainstream media and the, the government are collaborating. And, and you brought up earlier in the program the uh, involvement of, of uh, CIA in, in these situations. So it is a propaganda arm. And by the way, I look at all over the world for my news sources. And I find that other countries very often have a more free press than the United States has. But in, in addition to that, you have situations where the uh, the media in the states here uh, it it isn't just the CIA that's that's promoting this. You you look at the funding sources for so many of the stations, and, and they're big pharma. So you say, oh yeah, there it is again, the CIA or whatever the big pharma that's promoting their agenda. You, you follow the money, follow where it came from. And you say, oh, I understand this. So much of the the medical industry, the uh, medical schools get funding from big pharma. And and so you wonder why the, the, the physicians oftentimes become a pill pusher. They have their big pharma digests and they flip them open and they say, here's, here's what we're promoting for you today. And, uh, you know, if you've listened to any of the commercials, you find there's big risk in taking a lot of these things. And it's in... I don't know, I'm all over the place on this, but think about this. All of the big recalls that happen, the the FDA recalls, Food and Drug Administration, oh my goodness, this is bad stuff, it's going to kill you or whatever. All of them were FDA approved. All of those things came through the FDA approval process and then later on 
they find, oh my goodness, the long-term bad side effects or even some of the short-term ones. So, so we, we, we need to follow the money and we need to, to, to go back to the baseline understanding of correct principles <coughs> and quit following the train of falsehoods that is being promoted across the nation today. It's just astounding to me. Anyway, we Ladies and gentlemen, shame on MLK Day, I can tell you that. <clears throat> and I will tell you that the propaganda peddled by the mainstream press in bed with the government is astounding. The government and the media are engaging in psychological warfare, ladies and gentlemen. And they're doing so primarily through COVID, through climate change. The list goes on and on and on. But I want to put things in perspective for you about death. Okay, they want you to believe that they're there to preserve life, that by golly they care about us. That's why we got to have the FDA. We've got to have the uh, National Institutes of Health, the NIH, or the WHO, the World Health Organization, or all these criminal enterprises. Why we got to have them? Because they're all for life. But that's if you ever get to make it to life, ladies and gentlemen. The psychological warfare continues as they manipulate this reality. Forget COVID, ladies and gentlemen. The leading cause of death worldwide, once again, is the, quote, legalized killing of the most vulnerable among us. Bob Unruh, WND.com, doing a great job reporting on this. Listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen. The leading cause of death worldwide for 2021 is the murdering of babies. Abortion, responsible for 42% of all worldwide deaths now let me put this in perspective and then we'll have dr bradley rock and roll on this great evil decision magazine explained that the total of all deaths worldwide from all causes was 58 million okay 58.7 million by the numbers there were 42.6 million deaths by abortion during 2021 that makes three years in a row that the leading cause of death worldwide is abortion, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that for a minute. So forget COVID big time, right? That makes three years in a row. Now, 42.6 million abortions were performed during 2021 worldwide. By comparison, only 13 million people died from communicable diseases, 8 million from cancer, 5 million from smoking, 2.5 million from alcohol, and 1.7 million from HIV AIDS. Also, there were 393,000 from malaria, 1 million suicides, and 1.3 million deaths uh, related to uh, roadside or road fatalities. Deaths from the coronavirus worldwide were around 3.5 million globally, according to the WTO. You put that all in perspective, doctor, and you say, wow, the biggest cause of death by far, nothing even close, the murderer of the most innocent among us. Oh, heaven help us, doctor. Well, I, <laughs> while your statement is, is uh, something we should all think about, how can heaven smile upon a people that are, in a, in a very real sense, eating their young? I mean, the, most of the abortions that are performed are, are done for convenience, to avoid embarrassment. Uh, oh, it's not the right time to have a baby or whatever. Don't engage in the activities that allow you to, 
bring a baby into the world if in fact it, those are the the push points but oh no we can't we can't uh, you know control our emotions or anything if it feels good do it you know i remember the 60s you know the way that uh, tune in turn on drop out kind of thing from the timothy learys uh, we have we have lost our moral standard and and i oftentimes compare you know the the great abomination that happened in ancient israel when um, sacrifices were made to the god Moloch, where they would bring their infants. You know, Moloch was a big statue that had a, a iron construction, and they'd build a big fire in it. Its arms would be glowing red hot, and you place the the infant in the arms of this uh, you know pagan god to sacrifice it to that pagan god. And and you say, how far different are we today? We Yeah, we do them in a, uh, they claim, sanitized, you know, medical procedure that's, that's done in the, uh, you know, in a, a private office or something. But, but how different is it? We're sacrificing the most vulnerable, the most innocent, and uh, the, those that have no voice whatsoever. And uh, what have we become as a people? And, and you say, heaven help us. How can heaven smile upon a nation like that or a world? And and I think that, well, it's like George Mason said during the Constitution Convention of 1787, because nations do not exist in the eternities, they must have their rewards or punishments in this world. I mean, they only exist in this mortal world and, uh, and, and, and a world. And, of course, our nation, right now we f- we financially support Planned Parenthood with taxpayer dollars, you know, and and uh, Trump signed a uh, bill that gave a half a billion dollars to them. What an astonishing thing that Planned Parenthood kills a third of a million babies every year. And they say, oh, well, that money doesn't go to that. But it frees up money to go to abortion. Holy cow. What are we doing? What the lies doing? continue, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Bradley with me. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, it is hard to even fathom. Forget COVID, ladies and gentlemen. Leading cause of death worldwide for the third year in a row is abortion. We literally killed 42.6 million babies, the most innocent among us, literally globally in 21. It is insanity. Uh, Yet we've had, what, 3.5 million due to the COVID uh, but that's only if you even believe their numbers on the COVID. That's probably a big old lie as well. Uh, but when you look at the smoking and alcohol together, it's about 7.5 million double COVID doctor. But the government loves the sale of tobacco and fire. I mean, tobacco and alcohol uh, because they uh, get all kinds of tax dollars from it. But if we've literally got 75, I mean, sorry, 7.5 million, 2.5 million uh, from alcohol and about 5 million from smoking, Uh, worldwide why wouldn't we be working on that as opposed to covid uh, when covid's half and uh, we know that eventually covid will change from a pandemic to what do they call it an endemic uh, kind of a situation uh, like the 1918 flu was and did and etc alcohol and tobacco though as it currently stands never going away now i'm not saying government should be involved there i'm just making a point of the contrast right well, our, oftentimes our focus is uh, like the magician with a flourish of one hand. You look at that hand, and they're pulling some other stunt behind it. And this, this COVID thing truly is, first of all, the, the numbers are falsehoods. They, people didn't die from COVID. They died with it, perhaps. I mean, that's like saying, well, huh, this guy got hurt in a car accident, and oh, by the way, he tested positive. Oh, put it down as a COVID death, you know. Um, no, the the whole thing is agenda-driven. And by the way, uh, and this is, a, I don't want to take too much of a side trip with this, but the I believe it's still the largest newspaper in the state of Utah. Uh, their editorial board has come out and admonished the governor to activate the National Guard to prevent unvaccinated people from going anywhere, their word, anywhere. So what are we going to have is a, a rotating shift on your front door of, um, you know, this is, this is going back again to the troops quartered among us uh, that we talk about in the Bill of Rights. And, and the, the editorial board of the largest newspaper in Utah has now said we need to activate the National Guard to prevent unvaccinated people from going anywhere. Can you imagine, does that, does that tip your hand as to where this tyranny's going, this reset, this Soviet economy, this controlled socialistic welfare state? I mean, come on, people. Uh, I, they should be laughed out of town. Uh, no, it's not even laughable. 
It's a tragic travesty where some of these voices are trying to take us. And, and uh, it's, it's all a, it's a contrived from the very beginning. Uh, before there was one single solitary death in Utah, the governor declared a state of emergency, and it was to take federal funds. But, but this whole thing, follow the money, as I say so often. And, and the agenda that's being carried out with this is appalling. And we're forgetting the, the most innocent, those that are the most vulnerable and have no voice as we allow that travesty of death to continue. And guys like Chief Justice John Roberts says, oh, it's settled law. We get to kill our babies before they're born. Yep, and so it's such a target-rich environment, ladies and gentlemen. It's hard for me to know what to focus on. I have this uh, headline that I want to talk about. The problem is there's just too many things to discuss. You'll look at the show notes today, and, man, they're full of information that's just like, wow. But the Salt Lake Tribune editorial board published an op-ed or an editorial on Saturday that called on the Utah governor to use the National Guard to prevent unvaccinated citizens from going anywhere. Okay, think how tyrannical that is. Now, that's bad, and I'm against that. But, I mean, you look at kind of trying to figure out how to put that in perspective. Do you report on that? (laughs) Or do you talk about these storms that are literally um, creating empty shells and mayhem without power? Do you talk about Martin Luther King and the fraud related to this guy? Do you talk about Epstein visiting the White House and Bill still running around free? Uh, Will Hillary win in 2024? You can laugh at that and go, that's just goofy. You know what? They put old Joe Biden in there who can't even think for himself and can barely talk with literally no supporters when he would have events. And he got elected with Kamala Harris, who had no supporters either. Uh, And now we're going, hey, Hillary lost. She's got a bad taste in her mouth. Uh, Now is it the engineered comeback? Uh, They say 60 Minutes engineered Bill into office regardless of his scandals in the first place. Can the CIA-driven media do it again? And then you say, are the government, the media engaging in psychological warfare? And then you say, forget COVID. The leading cause of death worldwide is abortion for the third year in a row. We've literally killed two, or I'm sorry, 42.6 million babies in 21 alone. But yet we're going to worry about the 3,500,000 numbers of COVID. That's even if you accept their numbers, which we claim is bogus. Do you report on that? You know, wh- what do you focus on? There's so much news, Dr. Bradley. And I submit to you, they're just... They're trying to use a communist tactic to overwhelm us with it all. Well, that, that is a communist tactic. It has been from the beginning. It's conflict-based. It's uh, putting, pitting one view against another, race against race, religion against religion, men against women, labor against uh, management. I mean, they, if they can cause a turmoil, they can disrupt society to the point that, that the basis of society is reshaped and their intention is to re- replace it with their view of, of this t- tyranny. And, and it's happened. Uh, it's a successful formula. It, it happens time and time and time and time again. I mean, you look forward from the French Revolution forward, which was communist in its origins. And it did what they weren't called the communists then. And the League of Just Men that came forward and the Manifesto and the revolutions of 1848 and you know, the uh, the Franco-Prussian outcome in Paris and, and the Bolshevik Revolution and, and the 
you look at what Mal has done and Pol Pot and I mean you, it's just this very successful approach and, and it's like why don't we learn? Why don't we recognize these things and set them aside? But but you have politicians out there that that play the angles, the turmoil, the conflict, and they hope to ride to success on that or maintain their their current position based upon the oriented offals that they want to bring up. Let's go back to basics. Let's go back to principle. Let's go back to the eternal truths that this nation was founded on, and let's jettison the people that are that are basically pandering to the communist uh, approach of turmoil and conflict that will ultimately replace our type of society. And we're the I couldn't last agree more in the world. I couldn't agree more, but you know what? From the lies of Martin Luther King, uh, from to the lies of the COVID deaths, to the lies about uh, abortion being a woman's choice to do what she wants, to the lies of COVID, literally what you've got is the government in bed with a CIA-owned press, uh, and they're literally manipulating the public to the point where I don't know that we can recover. We can't be saved faster than we have knowledge. And uh, people lack the knowledge to save themselves, doctor. Well, that's why it's so important to always be a voice of warning, a voice of hope, a voice of restoration. You know, you can say all all you want about Owen and Offals, but you have a solution. And it is, it's always been there. And, and uh, if we'll just recognize it and return to it, I think healing is still possible. Now, ultimately and finally, whether we're willing to accept that becomes basically something of our own choice. But ultimately and finally, uh, the Savior will return. And, and we've got a bumpy road between now and then, but we don't have to help it happen in terms of the mess that's, that's being promoted by, by our own personal actions. With, within our own hearts, let's turn them to God. Within our own families, within our own congregations and our communities, uh, it's, it's time. It's just time to be able to to do that, and it's way past time, honestly. And Ladies so, and gentlemen, it starts with the power of one turning to Almighty God and cleansing the inner vessel and repenting. It starts with one person, one father, one mother, a husband and a wife, then a couple. One becomes two, and then the family. Two becomes the few. And since the family is the fundamental unit of society, ladies and gentlemen, that's where real, real, meaningful change can happen once they have their family in a uh, in, in order then it's time to look outside and say hey what can i do good for those around me and so that's why it's god family and country and then hey applying the principles that made america great can do it again but you got to be acquainted with the principles and then you've got to insist upon them using the checks and balances that made america great in the first place that's where it all starts ladies and gentlemen but make no mistake it will not happen if there's not morality in the people the first thing we got to do is jettison dishonest money, jettison the abortion uh, agenda, uh, and then jettison these lies that are perpetuated through the media to the population, to where they're just deceived on so many topics uh, they don't have the information. Uh, that is the key to success, ladies and gentlemen. It's a road to hoe for sure. But I agree with Dr. Bradley. You know what? With God, all things are possible. Uh, and if we do our part, God has promised us. He will not renege on his promises. Uh, God is not the leaving kind, if you will. And so I'm convinced that it's up to the choices that we individually and as families make. 
And we don't even need a majority of the people, ladies and gentlemen. That, we don't have a democracy. What we need is the tireless few that stand in the gap, who understand principle, who light brush fires of freedom across the country. Uh, it can be done, and it's being done by folks like Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio and others. This is being done and can be done. And you know what? I know it looks bleak, but I'm telling you, the Savior will have a refined, ready people when he returns. Doctor? Sam, Sam think about this for a second. In a dusty backwater uh, conquered nation, a couple of thousand years ago, there was a man that brought a message. And he had some disciples that became apostles, men and women that, uh, that started carrying the message. And, and it, it grew like wildfire, ultimately. And finally, it started with one man. Now, again, <laughs> he's a god. And it, he had some pretty phenomenal capabilities. But the movement does not have to start in the royal halls, in Congress, in, in an executive branch. It doesn't have to start in the, in the rich and famous. Of course, that's probably one of the least places you'd find it because Satan has his minions and he rewards those that follow his plan royally with, with money, fame, power, you know, whatever they, they're seeking, lust, leisure, licentiousness, whatever. But 2,000 years ago, one man walked a dusty path and brought a message, and it took the world by storm in a gentle revolution that was giving of hearts and minds. And that can happen again if we'll let it. Ladies and gentlemen, hope springs eternal, if you will. We're not giving up. We're going to trust in God, but we're going to do our best and trust in him for the rest. And we're going to do all within our power to tell the tale of truth. It is the year of our Lord, 2022. And ladies and gentlemen, truth telling is what we do on your radio. Spread the word. Share the love. It's free. LovingLiberty.net. Live and on demand radio at your fingertips. Thank you so much, Dr. Scott Bradley. And for Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.